welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. So before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jan. Hello, my name is Joe Jackalone. I'm the Executive Director of International Admission at Marist College. I've been working there for about 17 years, and I am a proud Marist graduate. Could you provide us with a quick introduction to your university? Sure. Uh, Marist is located just north of New York City, right on the banks of the Hudson River. We really describe ourselves as a global university with the traditions and personal touch of a leading liberal arts college. We also have a campus in Florence, Italy, and we're one of the only on-the-ground, full bachelor degree U.S. programs that exist there. Fantastic. And what do you love most about your university, Jane? So I'm biased. Obviously, they pay me, but I'm also a graduate. <laughs> so I'm always going to be a Marist Red Fox no matter where I go. But the thing I love most about being a student there and about working there is it, it's got to be the community. Marist is one of those places where you get out of it what you put into it. So there's a lot of things to explore and and new passions to discover and passions to continue to do. But there's also people there that are looking out for you, that will tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, you may be really good at this, or you may want to take this class, or you may want to try out for this, and then put you in a totally different direction. So it's a place that you can explore, but it's also a place where people are going to guide you and, and recognize your talent and allow you to grow in that way. And that's something that I really love. And that's something as a staff member, I try to do and pass forward uh, with the students that I interact with. So tell us a little bit about the campus. The campus of Florence is a very unique one. There are a few U.S. universities that have fully fledged branch campuses in other countries. And we're lucky enough to have one in the birthplace of the Renaissance. Uh, we've been operating the campus for almost 20 years now. Uh, we've had a long-term study abroad relationship with our Italian partner, but we've been offering these bachelor degree programs for a long time, and they're pretty special. Fantastic. And what do you love most about it? Obviously, there's a lot to love, I guess. There is a tremendous amount to love about Florence and studying there, but probably the best thing is that you're using the city as your classroom. So there's an immersive experience there from a cultural perspective, but also an academic perspective that is unmatched. So describe the, uh, the college's physical location and, and the area around the campus. If you're going to study in Italy and you want to have an immersive experience, you have to be in the city center. You have to be where all the action is. And that, that's really what it's about. It's about students have, living in an urban setting where they are part of the city. So we have a series of buildings in the city center, housing, academic buildings, Marist office, and everything is probably within a 10-minute walk from each other. If you've never been to Florence, one of the best things about the city is that it's a very walkable city. You don't need to take buses or any other transport to get around. You're on your feet all the time. You can eat as much gelato as you want, guilt-free, because of all the walking that you're doing. And everything is really is right in the middle. So when you're walking to class, you're passing the Duomo, it's easy to get stopped in your tracks each time. I mean, every time I go there, I'm, I'm still amazed by the beauty and the architecture. That's and on the flip side... The flip side to that, you get mad when they're tourists. You get mad when you're trying to get to class, <laughs> and there's a group of folks just stopped 
taking photos and uh, and you need to get there. So if, from a, a physical location, it's really a great place for students to immerse themselves into the city culture. But let me understand that. So you have a series of different buildings scattered around in the city. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, about 12 or 13 okay. buildings. Yeah. Right. Okay. And 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 so depending on the physical space of the building, the the, the facilities will be different, I guess. Yeah. So when you're working on your uh, interior design or you're doing art conservation, the facilities are going to be very different. We have traditional classroom settings as well, where uh, you're in a smaller classroom where it might be set up like a, a classroom you'd find in the United States where there's a, a blackboard and, and students sitting in a row. Uh, but they're also designed beautifully. So there are just beautiful frescoes on the on the walls of the classrooms. It's just a, a very unique learning experience when you're there. Yeah. And, and you know, if you, you're there, you love, you know, you're doing the arts, you're studying and stuff, but... Are you using local facilities for sports and exercise or, or does the college have, have their own? Yeah. So, you know, even when it comes to the dorms, it's not like you could just build a residence hall in the middle of Florence. You ha you're really just working within older buildings and then retrofitting it to what you need. So we do have an athletic club and we have a volunteer club. And a lot of students from a, a social perspective, want to get want to meet locals want to get involved in the community so they'll go out to Keshina Park to have pick up basketball games or you know, play sure. football so there are uh, so there's organized events but it's also just utilizing the facilities in the city and sure. when I was a student there and there were local gyms that I went to and it was great because I got to meet other Florentines and really just develop relationships beyond what would be a traditional study abroad experience yeah, indeed. And what about the staff, the lucky people who get to work there? Uh, where do they come from? So the, the staff is quite international. Uh, you'll find Americans and uh, other Europeans and Canadians that are there. But mostly the, the, the faculty are going to be Florentines. They're folks that have, are, are working in their field. So when you're taking interior design, you're learning from designers, you're learning from architects, right. uh, you're learning from other artists, uh, people that work in the fashion industry in Florence and they're teaching. So the it's a very different educational experience. I remember taking classes in photography from a local photographer and then he would take class to his studio and really have real world examples of what he's working on uh, and then would just show us in that way. So when you're a faculty member in Florence, you have your traditional classroom setting, but you are absolutely using the city as part of the educational tool. So you're, you're in class and you're learning about what a Renaissance structure looks like, what a Gothic structure looks like in your book. And then the, the rest of the class, you're walking around and you're seeing it in real life. So it's just much more of an impactful educational experience. Yeah. And the students, are they uh, uh, as international as the, the main college or are they mainly U.S. students? How does that work? It's a little bit more international. Uh, we have about about 16% of the student population is going to be non-American. So, I mean, you know, our students are studying in Italy and they may be, not to confuse them as international studying in Italy, uh, but when you look at Americans versus non-Americans, uh, we do have about 16% that are, are international. Students come to it for a number of different reasons. So uh, obviously the access to, to Florence, some of them want a U.S. education and they want to be in Europe. 
Some families aren't comfortable with students going as far to the United States as possible. Some students like it because you do have that flexibility with the United States. So we have the main campus in New York and they like the idea that if they wanted to take a few courses in New York, they could. So students are joining our, our Florence community for a number of different reasons. But really, if you are interested in the arts, there's no better place to study. I mean, every artist in the world is going to make their way through Florence at one point, or they're going to study there themselves. Why not just spend your whole four years there? Uh, Joe, um, your campus in Italy is a place that I know because I've been to visit you there and it's a lovely, lovely situation for students. Um, but for the listeners of this podcast, can you maybe just give a little overview of the courses that you offer in Florence? Sure. So when Marist started this venture tw over almost 20 years ago, uh, we were in a situation where we were, we were sending students to study at our partner institution, Lorenzo de' Medici, for almost 30 years. When I was an undergrad at Marist, I was studying in Florence, and that's the program that I studied with, but I, it wasn't uh, what you see now. And we had a very ambitious uh, faculty member that looked at the courses that were offered in Florence and looked at the Marist curriculum and looked at, on a higher level, what the mission statement was uh, for the institution about uh, creating global citizens sure. and realized that there's really an opportunity here to create something that's truly built off the strengths of Florence and offer something unique. So 20 years ago, they, they started this program, and, and we are uh, officially a fully accredited, middle states accredited branch campus. And the programs there have grown, and some of them are ones that you would expect. So we have students that are studying Italian language. There's no better way to study a language than being fully immersed in, in the culture. We have programs based off the strengths of Florence in the arts. So art history. Imagine studying art history in the birthplace of the Renaissance. There is that that is just an obvious option for students. We have a Bachelor of Arts in Studio Art. So a student that is interested in art doesn't necessarily know if they want to be a full-time working artist, but just loves the arts. This is a great way to do that. On the other hand, a student that wants to be a career artist can do our Bachelor of Science in Studio Art and study there. We have our digital media program, and, uh, which would also encompass graphic design. We have fashion design. I mean, this is a place where there's a Gucci museum and a Ferragamo museum. Fashion has a tremendous history in Florence, despite that Fashion Week happens in Milan. It really started in Florence. Uh, we have an interior design program that is very unique and is only offered in Florence. That's a degree you can't even get in New York. You have to do your interior design in Florence. Then we have our global marketing communication program. And this is really a great opportunity because if you think about who goes to Florence, it's a lot of students and it's a lot of tourists and it's a very global place. And you have brands that are there that are marketing to multiple, multiple personalities and, and multiple nationalities at once. Uh, so from a uh, perspective of a student studying global marketing communication, it's a fantastic place to be. And then finally, art restoration conservation. And this really is a flagship program that we offer there. If you're looking to do conservation studies in the United States, you're looking at schools where students are creating frescoes and then they are restoring the frescoes that they created. Whereas when you're in Florence, you're working on 14th, 15th, 16th century pieces of artwork. Students are in a classroom and they're handling artwork from Donatello and restoring it themselves. You have professors 
that are teaching you that have spent years on their backs restoring artwork from Michelangelo that are now teaching you in the classroom. The professors that are on Easter Island restoring statues or doing work with students in Nepal that are teaching you. Uh, we have professors that are commissioned to do work for whether it's private families or churches that have bunkers of artwork that they then just give to our students to work on. So there's an incredible resource for students that are studying uh, in these in these areas as well. So the, from an academic standpoint, the coursework, not to mention it's still a liberal arts program, you have these incredible professional programs that you can study. Uh, when I was with you in uh, Florence, Marist University visit, um, the thing that struck me was, or found most interesting, was really talking to your students uh, because they were all very passionate about what they were doing and they had a very clear sense of purpose as to why they wanted to go to Florence because it is, after all, stepping out of the comfort zone for most students to go there and living a long way away from home. But do, do you have it in your mind the sort of the, the profile of the ideal student who would really benefit from being in Florence? So it's interesting because we have students that apply to this program because they know they want conservation studies and this is the place to study. We also have students that show up to campus and can't quite articulate why they're there, but know that they need to be there because it's so unique. This is something that is special for them. So from, from an admission standpoint, every student that applies to the four-year bachelor degree program has to go through an interview, a group interview essentially learning about the program because it's so special. And they, it's important for them to know what, what it's like because a student that is going to be here has to be a bit more independent. You are in an urban campus and you are making the best out of your, out of your, your life there. So students want the academic experience. They want access to the faculty and the resources on all of that, but they also want that level of independence. We do have a dining plan for lunch uh, if you want. Not every student does that, but students, even as freshmen, are cooking their own meals. Uh, they're living a bit more of an independent lifestyle than they would, uh, let's say, in the New York campus. So the type of student that is going to thrive in a place like Florence is one that wants uh, an immersive educational experience, immersive cultural experience, but also is going to be a bit more independent. Someone that wants to travel throughout Italy or travel throughout Europe and just experience new things. Okay, break there. Yep. What kind of support services do you offer uh, in Florence? So for many students studying in Florence, they run the gamut of, of support because there are some students that have maybe never left their city or never been on a plane before that are coming to Florence for the very first time. And we want to make sure that they are being supported at every level. So the great thing about the program is that you are starting with, a rel because we have about nine programs there, it's still a relatively small, small cohort in the sense that you're going to know all the students that are in your, your freshman class uh, and that are studying at the institution. And from an academic standpoint, the professors are absolutely going to know who you are. They're going to get to know about you and learn your style of learning and really be able to cater to your, your style. 
So there's a great way for our faculty and our students to interact in these in these smaller classroom experiences. If students need extra help, certainly there's uh, academic support services for students. Uh, there's a lot of conversations that happen at the Marist office, and uh, we have our academic advisor that's always checking in with, with students as well. From an academic standpoint, they'll, they'll have their Florence advisor. They also have an advisor back in New York, so there's always a connection uh, happening there. Our partner institution uh, that we have this degree with, Lorenzo de' Medici, also has all the other services that you can imagine. So the counseling services are there, uh, making sure that if students have um, they're, they're experiencing homesickness or adjusting to a new culture, there's there's always someone there that is going to help them uh, at a professional level. In the residence hall, all of our students are living together. So they're in apartment style housing, but they're all living together. And we have professionals that live in the residence halls with, with the students as well that are there to help them. So as you can imagine, the staff and the students really get to know each other and really can make sure that the students are doing well. And if there's any indication that there needs to be uh, an intervention uh, for whatever, whatever reason that comes up in a, in a student's life, during college, the, the staff are there to, to help. The other thing too is that our students have access to New York as well. So if you needed to have a Zoom meeting with a professional in the New York campus, whether it's career services or counseling services too in New York, I mean, you would have access to those things too. Now, clearly living in the center of Florence is a very different uh, environment from living on campus in, in New York. Yes. Um, and I guess this must impact on what the students do in terms of their sort of free time activities, the fun side, entertainment side of being a student. What do your students in Myris do for, for entertainment? I, I ask the students these questions and I love the different answers that I receive. There are some students that just have this wonderlust for travel and will travel every weekend to either another part of Italy or they'll go to another part of Europe just to have that experience. There are some that have a strong connection with the Florentine community or, or other students that are studying and will will go to dinners or cook, cook dinners for each other um, on the weekends all the time. There are students that will spend hours sitting in a museum, staring at a Botticelli and journaling. Uh, they find that peaceful, they find it calming and inspirational. We have students that want to go out. Uh, the, obviously, the, the age in Europe to uh, go out is very different than in the U.S., and students will do that as well. So there's, you want to go out dancing, plenty of opportunities to go out dancing and socializing with other college students and, and other locals. So there's a lot to do there. I also feel like I need to mention that we recognize students want to travel. And the reality is that most students have off of school on Fridays. So really is there's a strict attendance policy Monday through Thursday, but you don't have school on Friday. And students use that time to, to travel. So you provide uh, accommodation uh, in your Florence campus. So what does it look like? So the accommodation in Florence is unique. You can't build a proper dormitory in city center of Florence. Things are just too old, and I can't even imagine what those uh, building codes would be. So essentially, our students are living in an apartment building. That's just Marist. It's Marist students living together 
and the apartments are fully furnished. So when students are coming over to study, they'll bring a backpack, and they'll bring maybe a suitcase and a half of their belongings, but everything's fully furnished with bed linens and cups and knives and forks and everything you would need to, uh, to survive there. So the, the students would live in apartments together. Usually they'll share a room with another student and then shared living space uh, and shared kitchen space. And the, the apartments are split by, by gender. And then we right. have gender inclusive housing too, if okay. uh, it's needed. And uh, living in Florence, how secure is it uh, for, for students? Uh... So one thing about Florence is that where the students live, it's very secure. We have a security guard there. We have professionals that live in the academic, uh, sorry, in the, right. in the residence hall. And it's just Mara students. But obviously when you're going to class, you are in the city. And anytime a student is in any city, it's important that you know areas to stay away from and areas where it's safe. But if you've ever been to Florence, you know that walking in the evenings is quite common. And there are people out in the squares all the time. And one of my favorite things to do to visit when I visit Florence is just to walk, just to wander the streets at night. We have uh, uh, the director of the campus. Uh, well, one daughter just graduated from, from Maris, but she's another daughter. And she always talks about how her daughters have, you know, midnight curfew and they're, they're allowed to be walking through uh, the streets at night just because it's just part of that, part of the experience. But again, part of the orientation you're taught, certain areas you need to stay away from, uh, certain uh, things you need to make sure you're doing in terms of traveling in groups. I mean, that goes with any city, but it is a walkable city and it's a very friendly place. And cost? How much does accommodation cost? Uh, so accommodation... Yeah, I mean, the Florence campus is going to be a little different because there really isn't uh, a meal plan. So it's going to be just over uh, $10,000 uh, at the Florence campus for your annual uh, housing costs. And then students, uh, if you want to be in a meal plan, that, that would include the meal plan. But they don't always, they're not always on the meal plan. Uh, some students, the, and it's a lunch meal plan. So meaning that students will have access to lunch if they want. Uh, there's a small cafe in one of the academic buildings and you can go there for lunch. But when it, when you talk about uh, eating, a lot of the students are cooking on their own. So part of your orientation as a new student, as a freshman, you're taught how to cook by an Italian chef. That's part of your orientation. So if you just, <laughs> you just cook one meal on repeat, you'll be fine. But then when the students are in the, in the residence halls uh, and, and during that orientation, they're brought over to the market. There's a, a classic grocery that you can go to. Ultimately, students get to a point where there's one person where they buy their cheese, one person where they buy their meats, one person where, where they buy their produce. And it's just a great experience in that way. Can you uh, detail the tuition costs for students studying at Marist campus in Florence? Absolutely. So when we're looking at everything, meaning tuition and fees, living on campus, food, activity fees, health insurance, even orientation fee, the, the total billable costs are going to be around uh, $58,000 per year. And then there's also additional costs that students need to be weary of in terms of books and supplies and travel and personal expenses, visa expenses, and uh, meals. So just budgeting uh, probably another $10,000, $10,000 to $11,000 in, in those costs is going to be helpful for students. And could you talk about any financial aid that's available to students in Marist in Florence? Definitely. So we are a branch campus of New York in Florence, and everything administratively operates out of New York. So when students are applying, their applications are being reviewed by my staff. 
and the scholarship structure, tuition structure is the same as New York. So students can qualify for the same types of scholarships as they would in the New York campus. Uh, and they range from $10,000 to $25,000 per year. Students can also qualify for institutional aid. So for our international students, they would complete the CSS profile and they may qualify for need-based aid. Marist is not one of those schools in the top 4% that meet full need of students that are applying uh, for any student. But we do offer some institutional aid that can certainly help and, and scholarships. And, and when students apply, they're automatically considered for merit-based scholarships. So, Joe, how easy is it to get a, a study visa for students who want to study in Florence, Italy? It really is dependent on where the student is coming from. So we have students that are EU citizens, and it's really a non, obviously a non-issue for them. They're, they're able to just enroll in the program without a visa. We have students from other parts of the world where they will need to apply for an Italian student visa. So whether the student's in the United States or they're in Brazil or in Latvia, they have to work with the Italian consulate in their, in their local area to apply for the student visa. However, our office in New York is going to help students make sure that they are getting all of their paperwork in order. One thing we know about applying for student visas through the Italian consulates is that everything has to be perfect and and you have to make sure that you know T's are crossed, I's are dotted, all that important stuff before it's sent in. So you'll work with our professionals in New York to make sure you have a nice, beautiful visa packet and then you will apply for your visa and make your appointment at your local consulate. So if I'm a student thinking about where to go, perhaps I'm looking for something a little bit out of the ordinary, um, what would you say to me if, uh, if I say to you, why should I go to the Florence campus? I love it when families ask me this question. And it's kind of similar to being at a college fair. At least this happens more in America than it does abroad. And someone will walk up to my table and say, okay, sell me on it. And that's always... That always makes me just kind of stand back, and I really need to ask, what's important to you? What are you looking for? Maris is great, but it's not for everybody. And I really need to know what you are searching for and where you are in this stage of the process to figure out if it's going to be a good fit. There are certain things where a student might say, well, I want engineering. And we'd say, okay, you know what? We don't offer engineering. This may not be a good fit. Or they, they want to be in a city. And Florence might be a better fit than uh, the New York campus. So when, when someone asks me, why should I attend Marist? It really is, what is important to you? And our staff, so if someone's listening to this and, and trying to figure out whether Marist is a good fit for them, I would say reach out to our staff and let's have a conversation and let's find out what's important to you and to see if some of those things fit with what Marist offers. And then really on a deeper level as well, when families and students are looking at what schools are a good fit, sure, you need to make sure you have these check marks of what's offered, right? Location, climate, major. But look a little bit deeper. Look at what the mission of the school is. Look what they value. Do those align with your values? Is this a place where you will be in sync with the institution and what's important to them? And will you thrive there? So I can't give a definite answer. I'd rather have a conversation.
I'm convinced you I want to come to uh, Florence. Um, can you describe the application process uh, for us, please? Absolutely. So when students apply, they can use a Marist app or they can use the Common app, and they would submit their application with their corresponding information. So transcripts, letters of recommendation, personal essay. Uh, for certain majors, fashion design, interior design, or the Bachelor of Science at Studio Art, they require portfolios. The biggest difference when you're comparing the two campuses, New York and Florence, is Florence is on a rolling basis. So we do have a final deadline where we want students to apply by, and really it's because of re visa regulations in the spring. But ultimately, if a student's looking at us in the fall and the winter, it's okay to apply, and you will be reviewed on a rolling basis, and decisions will be sent out. Uh, we also require an interview, and it's not an evaluative interview. It's more of an informative interview. Because the program is so special in Florence, we really want to make sure our students understand the full scope of what that experience is like. So we do require a, a group interview that can be done virtually so students understand that. If they're applying to one of those design programs or the, the Bachelor of Science at Studio Art, their portfolios are reviewed by the faculty, and then we work with the faculty to make a decision on a student's application. But there, there are some differences there. Great. That's fine. If I've got any more questions, either as a mum or a dad or a student, um, who should I contact in your organization and how should I contact them? You can definitely contact me. Uh, so for any student applying to the New York campus or the Florence campus, I'm the person that would review their application along with members of my team. So uh, you can contact me, you can contact uh, the other folks in the international office, or you can contact just the admission office. Uh, and what's the best way of doing that? Right? The best way would probably be uh, email. So you can email admission at maris.edu, or you go to the website, just type in admission counselors at Marist, and my face will pop up and uh, you'll be able to reach, at, reach me that way. Uh, certainly, if you're, it's easier to talk on WhatsApp. Uh, my uh, mobile number is in my email. Um, I'm happy to connect with families. Uh, uh, you can also email me directly, uh, which is joe, J-O-E dot G-I-A-C-A-L-O-N-E at marist.edu. That's probably the easiest way, but happy to speak Fantastic. with anyone. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, is there anything else you'd like to add? It's uh, You've given us a great picture of, of Maris and, and what it offers, but uh, is there anything else that we've missed, perhaps? We really covered everything. I would imagine that the, the last thing that I would want families to know is that visiting is probably going to be the best thing you can do if you have the means and the time. That when you get to the campus, whether it's in New York or Florence, you'll get a good sense of, of what it's like. It's all about finding a sense of belonging and visiting and getting a sense of those vibes and that energy of those campuses will really help with that decision-making process. So if you can, visit. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us today, Joe. I really appreciate it. It's been fascinating to learn more about Maris in both campuses. Uh, and I must say, uh, if I had my time again, uh, I'd be uh, sitting there in Florence uh, uh, because uh, what a wonderful opportunity that is for students. But thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.